Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes of blowjobs. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail. Unnecessary and inappropriate backlash. As always, we've got over here Chump Slap. What, what? And Dr. Scientist. What, what? And my name is Papa Scotch. What, what? And this week, we are doing our top five-ish, it's actually six, games of 2020. <laughs> Why did you say five-ish? Yeah. <laughs> because it's actually six. Because we have a tie for five. It's a nice number to do five, but five and six were tied, and it'd be wrong to leave one of them out. They'd get mad. That's true. Okay. So we're going to talk about our top six games. Now, these are the games, just to preface, the games that we discussed on the podcast that we all talked about. We all came with a grade at the end. And this is just number six to number one. They were just counting them down. Like Casey Kasem. Ooh. Wow, that goes with a MASH reference. For <laughs> <laughs> Lead with a MASH reference and Casey Kasem. Does anyone talk about fucking, I don't know. The original Saved by the Bell. Julia Child. What else we got? I heard they're making a new Saved by the Bell. Uh, yeah, they are. Uh-huh. <laughs> great. great, Just great. With Dustin Diamond as returning as his role as Screech. <laughs> I think he's actually the only one that wasn't asked to come back. <laughs> I don't know if that's a joke, but it's hilarious either way. <laughs> Seriously. I, I'm not going to look it up because I had better things to do. <laughs> These games, like I said, number six, uh, we're going to run down from number six to number one, and then we're also going to play some clips for you so you remember what games we're talking about, because shit, I forgot about some of these. And then we're going to also, before we release number one in next week's episode, we are going to talk about the five worst games of 2020. Ooh, sweet. Yeah, it's going to be a crazy time. The craziest. I hope you all stick around and listen to the whole thing, so... First off, we're just going to lead it. We're going to go right into it. We got shit to do, you know? Yeah, fucking A. Let's go. Tie for five. We're going to start with number six. Tie for five. Number six. Thank you. Number six and five are interchangeable. But this one, to kick off the list, is God of War Ascension. God of War Ascension. I'm the only one that played it, right? No. Of course I played it. It's a God of War game. We gave it a 42. That was good enough to tie for five. That doesn't sound very good. 42 out of what, 80? 81. (laughs) Wow. We're very generous. Our grading system (laughs) is based on 81 stars, which gives us each, obviously, a score out of 27. Obviously. What do you guys think? You think it deserved to be in the top conversation of the games we played this year? Yeah, I mean, compared to the other shit we did. I mean, (laughs) just look at the names of... The games we played. <laughs> yeah, the, it was a lot easier to find the bottom five than it was for the for the top five. We got some good ones in there, but the bottom five is hoof. I mean, any God Woof. of War game is going to be good. Stories are always fun and true. Did this game come out? When did this come out? It this, was, the, was this the latest one, I think, before the, the newest one. So two God of War does it go? PS3 or Oh, really? Yeah. It was released after 3, God of War 3. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Because it was a lot of prequel, right? Yeah, it was the very first one chronologically. 
Yeah. Gotcha. Where Kratos is essentially becoming a superhero. Well, he was a superhero, but he's still the god of wars. He didn't kill a god yet. Yes. In this one. Fair enough. He's still a badass, though. I mean, it it looked like a god of war game. You know, it was good. Hell yeah. I'm usually not super excited about prequels, just in general. Yeah, me neither, but... I think they just felt like they needed money, so they made another god of war game. Yeah, it was was kind of unnecessary. Well, I mean, so were the ones on PSP, but they were still good. True. Which we'll get to some point. Yeah, we discussed this uh, episode released September 24th, 2020. Mm. That's like 10 years ago, 2020. It felt like so long ago. Back when we didn't know how good we had it. (laughs) No, I think we were still in some shit. Yeah, we were. (laughs) (laughs) We were still knee deep in shit. But uh, so what we're going to do for these episodes, we're going to talk about a little bit, which we just did, and we're going to kick you guys to a clip. So how about we play that clip right now? No, it's like on the way. You have to open gates. Yeah, I know you have to open the snake's tower and stuff. And it's like, just jam your your blades into this fire and don't fear. And then ice. Oh, that's right. That's right. You go through this long trek to get to the Oracle of Delphi, which seems unnecessary. You're talking about the the snake trains? Yes, snake trains. (laughs) Snake trains. It, yeah, they're, it's it's like great the, way to put it. It's like a 3D version of the Battletoads level. Where <laughs> a lot you're easier. The snakes. Yeah, it's a lot easier. <laughs> a lot easier, way easier. You guys can both beat it. So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you eventually like open the way to the Oracle of Delphi, and you get inside, and you see a dude just like making workers do like, hey, we got to make these statues and do this and do that, and everybody's got to blah blah blah, and Kratos walks in and. A guy with isn't that a uh, Castor and Pollock? Yes, Castor and Pollock's my uh, my zool, what they call zool, uh, astronomical astrological sign. Gemini. Yes, there we go. That's it. Gemini. I I have written here. I was gonna say zodiac, but I was trying to dude and a half. Dude and a half. <laughs> dude and a half. Oh, is that the guy with the guy in his belly? Yeah. I called him the uh, Quato from Total Recall. Uh, They're Castor and Pollock's. Castor and Pollock's, bro. And they. Demand Kratos make an offering, and he says, nah. Nah, I'm here to see the fucking... Yeah, I'm going to see the Oracle whether you want me to or not. (laughs) And, you know, in in typical God of War fashion, I guess this is early on, so Caster doesn't really know what's going to happen. Yeah. But they fight Kratos, and Kratos just slaughters him. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I like that moment where it's like, yeah, I don't really know what your deal is, but you're not getting through. And he's like, well, I'm Kratos. Like, I'm... It's like, maybe you don't know. You know who I am. But that's like, well, this is just a misunderstanding, but well, one of us is going to die now. <laughs> Doesn't know. That. But well, as, during the fight, yeah. the Oracle gets knocked off and falls into a pit. He's like, here, you can't see her now. Yeah. <sighs> Throw her in the ground. But after you beat them, you come across the dying Oracle and she says some things. And then Orc, well, the black guy with the orange, the yellow things, whatever shows up. You find out he's Orcos. That's it. Orcos. And, he explains that he's a fury and he's supposed to chase people who break their bonds because he's the oath keeper. He's well, the son of the Furies and Ares. Oh, wait. Is he a Fury or does he just work for the Furies? He's their son. He's a son of the Fury oh. Queen. Yeah. Fury Queen and Ares had a child. And this is what popped out. Yeah. But I think this, 
piece but I don't think they did they say the Fury Queen. Yes, because he's kind of got like aspects of all the Furies in him. I know, but are there four Furies total? Like a Fury yeah. Queen and the other two, three? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought there were three. I, I th- in this game, yeah. I thought there were three. But he's he's got like all the his body's made up of aspects of them. That's why I kind of thought he was. Yeah, it seems like they joined together. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. You know what? Maybe it's like Station in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey where it can be the one big dude. Now, break down in half now you're making sense. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's talking smart here. Finally. Station. But well, anyway. <laughs> Orcos explains that he needs to beat them and fight off the Furies. He needs the Eyes of Truth from the Lantern of Delos, which is just a bunch of places and names yeah. and stuff. He also says he's going to get a ship to take you there. He explains everything else. He says it was Ares' plan to overthrow Zeus, and he came across this, and he wants to stop it. And the Furies are trying to help Ares take over Olympus. Yeah, yeah. Ares and the Furies are in, in cahoots to try to yeah. take down Zeus and yeah. entire... Kind of like the deep state. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's everything connected, dude. <laughs> and uh, he also explains that since Kratos... That uh, Ares tricked Kratos into slaying his enemies, slaying innocents, and slaying his kin, which kind of forced him to be bound to Ares, and he's got the oath. And that's why Orcos is like, "Ah, I'm questioning my loyalty now because it's not really fair. Yeah. But after this, he gets on the ship, and you flash back to the present. I don't know if it's called flashback. Flash forward to the present? Yep. Present day. And uh, you have the stone, which I don't remember what it's called. Is this the amulet of... Orcos? Ouroboros? Ouroboros, Ouroboros, yes, that's it. That's the one you get from the dude in half, right? Yep. Yeah. When you crush the little guy. Yeah, you also get it back from Agera <laughs> when you kill him. When oh, you that's kill right, her, that's you right. crush the little guy. That was awesome when he fucking ripped that little <laughs> yeah, guy out of you. And he just steps he on steps his head. Yeah. <laughs> but it's... It's Classic a, Kratos. <laughs> like, it's an amulet that lets you destroy or rebuild. I guess it's like move forward time a little bit in a place. Or yeah. Time. It's a lot like fucking Sands of Time, dude. It's, yeah. It's a dagger, sand dagger or whatever it's called. You fight through the Hecatonkeries prison. Now that the Hecatonkeries is dead, I guess the prison's not going to last very long. Yep. But uh, you're going through some things and you end up in, in Sparta just out of nowhere. Oh. Uh-huh. What? I'm sure this is on the level. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Sure is. And uh, nope, you're not fooled. Ah, the old trickaroo. Yeah, you're like, you're not gonna get me this time either, Electo. Why not? Yeah. And then there's a weird scene of a record keeper in a cell who keeps records of everybody in the prison. And he's, that's a scribe of hecatonkeries. Yeah, he's just weird. <laughs> Say that five times fast. <laughs> no thanks. Scribe hecatonkeries. Scribe hecatonkeries. Scribe hecatonkeries. Nope. 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 <laughs> Biffed it. Biffed it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try again later. All right. But you talk to him, and he's like, oh, because you tell him about Orcos. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's new. Yeah. I can write something new on this wall. Orcos betrayed the Furies? Ooh. Ooh, scribble time. <laughs> scribble time? That's what he's doing. He's just scribbling it on the wall. That yeah. was, those weren't words. Were they actually some kind of ancient language, or was it just nonsense? Sanskrit. I not tell. Was it Sanskrit? <laughs> yes. You're majoring in Sanskrit. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Here, Latin. It's the best I can do. <laughs> but uh, you talk to him for a while, and he says that, and he's writing stuff down. And then, all of a sudden, one of the other Furies attacks. Ooh, this is the Ghost Phoenix Fury. Yes. 
she makes the, she's actually the illusion maker, not Electo. I'm sorry. What'd you call her? She's Tisiphone. That's her real name. Tis. What? Tisiphone. Tisiphone. Yes. What'd you call her, Scotchy? Tisiphone. Oh wait, which one was this? The Ghost Phoenix yeah. Fury. Oh, Flying Lady. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wow! <laughs> you, I, she's the one that makes the illusions too. To say, oh, oh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah. It was it's Spider Lady, Flying Lady, and Queen Boobs is, is the Queen. <laughs> Man, you are so creative. I know. I know, right? I'll, I'll tell you what. I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> so that's, that's what matters. <laughs> but you end up fighting to Tiffany, and uh, you beat her, but you don't kill her. But you grab a, the red gem from her, and she kind of runs away. And then you flash back to the past. Two weeks earlier. Yeah. And you got into the Isle of Delos. And, of course, there are minotaurs attacking because there's always got to be minotaurs. Uh, why are you at the Isle of Delos? Because you're going, Oh, for the eyes of the truth. The eyes of truth in the land. That's right. That's right. So you fight minotaurs, and then, of course, a series Kraken attacks. Oh, uh, yeah. The Kraken throws a bow of a boat at you, dude. Yeah. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you fight Tisiphone some more. She makes some more illusions. And you fight Megara because, you know, this is weeks earlier and she's still alive. Where you actually cut off her arm. Uh-huh. This is where you take mm. the arm of the Spider Fury. Yeah. yeah that's a good name for a movie. The arm of the Spider Fury. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Bella Lugosi. <laughs> it's de- definitely from the 60s. Hell yeah. And then Megara runs away and you end up fighting Tisiphone and her illusion bird. And then Electo, and you fight them all. You're fighting all the Furies here. Yeah, yeah. Electo kind of like can shoot sticky oil at you, which is a weird ability to have. Yeah. It kind of like sticks you to the ground. It's very strange. You think the spider would do that? Yeah. But she's got bugs. I know. Gross bugs that come out yeah. of her chest for some reason. Mm. They're keeping you on your toes. Kind of like the girl from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yeah. Oh, there man. You go. It all Bringing sh- it back. Wow. But uh, you're stuck in the oil and you can't get out, and the Furies are kind of like they're like taunting you. Yeah, like, You'll like, never nah, reach the lantern. Nah. And then boom, Orko shows up. He's like, "I got this," and teleports you away. Kind of like, oh, you guys don't watch Dragon Ball Z. Never mind. Exactly like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Instant transmission. <laughs> and we're back. Wasn't that a great discussion about God of War Ascension and the stuff we just talked about? Oh my God, it brings me back. <laughs> right? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. It's just, it's crazy how attractive we sound. Really, it is. I know. I didn't. Whatever. I... <laughs> it's just my curse. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that was our little clip about God of War Ascension. And then we're going to take you right to number five in our top six countdown of 2020. Our next game in the list for review number five we are talking about vagrant story Ooh, yeah which was game which we discussed on july 23rd 2020 man july 23rd good times yeah but this is so naive then i don't i don't really remember this one i remember the assless chaps and i remember you not seeing the assless chaps slap we did talk about that I know. That's probably why I blocked it out of my memory because I didn't Still see that. Great PlayStation <laughs> game. One of my favorite games ever. I remember at the end he could shapeshift or something. 
Is that was that right? Kind of. He doesn't shapeshift. It was more he of an illusion. People see what yeah. he wants them to see. Yeah. He was super powerful at the end. Yeah. And that wasn't most of the game getting to that fucking island city. Like you were underground the tunnels for like half or most of it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the city, city of Leomond. That was didn't it collapse or something? Yeah. There was an earthquakes and yeah yeah yeah. And then you had to assassinate the king or something. Sort of yes. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern were in it. Yeah, yep. but not as the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. As about other characters named Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Oh yeah. yeah. I should watch that movie again. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. I haven't seen it in a while. It's a classic. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen it. A lot more full frontal male nudity than you'd think. Well, sign like me a up. A lot more. <laughs> Dude, hangs dong. But uh, yeah, I remember it being a pretty solid story. I uh, look at the scores here. I gave it a thirteen. Doctor Scientist gave it an eighteen. Oh. Mm-hmm. 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 Chop slap snuck in there with the eleven. Sorry, guys. It just didn't cut the mustard. That's probably one of the highest <laughs> scores you gave all year. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the other three games over four games over. <laughs> yeah, right. Perfect. So uh, that is Vagrant Story. Uh, we're going to do what we just did. We're going to play a little clip for you. I hope you guys enjoy it. And we're going to play the clip right now. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Bean footage? Yeah, remember that? That bean commercial. Serious? <laughs> you make your way through the cellars, you fight a minotaur. Classic. Yep. First boss. Dude, I saw the Minotaur come out, and when I was watching the uh, the cutscene movie and writing down my notes, it took me like two days to remember what the hell they were called. Like, it, my mind just <laughs> blank on the word Minotaur. I'm like, I know I saw that. I've seen it before. It's a goat leg man. Wait, no. That's not what they call him. It's a bullheaded person. It's a bull mouth. No. No. I just, it took like two days where I was like, shit, it's a Minotaur, isn't it? And then you were shitting one day, and you were like, Minotaur. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like... The shower thought when your mind is just completely blank, yeah. you know, and it just popped in there. <laughs> oh, but that was embarrassing. That took way too long. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Of course. So and then after you beat the Minotaur, Sydney shows up and starts taunting Ashley. Like, you have no soul. Ha ha. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, your soul is shit. Yeah. <laughs> My soul's so much better. Yeah. Your wife and son are garbage. You yeah. killed him. So then he has kind of, well, he kind of has a vision of someone killing his, him, his wife and his child at this picnic that he saw before. Isn't this when he's like, even if you didn't kill, you let him die. You weren't there to yeah, save him. Yeah, he says stuff like yeah. that to him, trying to egg him on. I have a lot of questions about this, but we can save that for the end. <laughs> All right. And then he kind of disappears. and he Well, he says something. The city will release your power. You aren't strong enough now. Come get me and you'll see. And then he kind of just disappears. It's like standard bad guy antagonizing shit. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, they also introduce the undead here because that happens a lot in the yeah. game. So we fight a dead knight. Yeah, and you find out that undead kind of go through this town and come over. I like this one where they cut to like a scene of just Sid drawing glyphs on the floor. And he's talking to Harden and he says, he tells Harden that Ashley is special. And that he, that all of his plans are have to do with Ashley and he needs Ashley alive. And then Harden's complaining that the Blades will soon take them over and kill us but Sid's like nah don't worry about it and then he just kind of calm down Harden yeah you're, really you're already freaking out we just, I summoned a wyvern and you're <laughs> expecting me to do what we didn't even get into the town yet <laughs> yeah. psycho he, sum, he summoned the wyvern and like 
everybody was completely not impressed at about this at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like dragons are supposed to be like a myth or the old time bullshit or they don't actually exist. He made it happen. Everyone's like, oh, yep. Killed the dragon today. All the, oh, these guys with deal. swords are going to come kill us. Yeah. yeah. Remember I got shot in the chest with a crossbow bolt? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> and I was like mildly inconvenienced. It's like, that was you, but I'm going to get shot. Then you also see, like, Callow has a vision here because she is with them this whole time, even though Papa Scotch didn't see it. No, of like, I, I don't know why. I just thought those were two different people. <laughs> of, like, a, a child and kind of just out of the corner of her eye and disappears. Yeah, she keeps seeing this, like, looks like a ghost kid. Yeah. And weird things are being said in her head, like, he intends to die and blah, blah, blah. That's her power unlocking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you fight a couple more bosses, and well, this is actually right. He fights a couple more bosses, and he comes out of the cellars, and he's in Leomond proper, like the city now. Boom! Right next to a clock tower. Yeah, sweet. And uh, he sees the the Crimson Blades searching for him and Mullenkamp, all of Sydney's kind of thing. And then someone here explains that when you die in Leomond, you don't actually die; it's an incomplete death. So that explains the undead people you fight throughout the game. Yeah, because their souls don't die. Yeah, this was like classic JRPG, let's explain it nine fucking times <laughs> in a row. And then reword our explanation and then explain the same thing again. It's like, dude, I got it. Like, I, they're zombies. It's good. I'm good. Do they ever give this guy a name? Like, is this blonde bowl cut, dude? Yeah, I think they're just generic soldier He's one. Just, yeah, commander or something. But they they also say something about that the cardinal wants immortality and he's trying to get there before Sid does. Yeah. All right. Explaining why the Cardinal cares about this. Why all these people are going after Sid. Yeah. So you fight off a bunch of the Crimson Blades and then you end up going underground again, beating a couple of bosses. Uh-huh. Here we okay. see Harden fucking crying to Sydney again. <laughs> well, this is where Ashley, one of Ashley's powers manifests and he can see through Merlose's eyes. Oh yeah, that's right. Is this his clairvoyance, as they call yes, it? Yes, they call gotcha. it clairvoyance. What I, I don't understand why he can all of a sudden do that. Is it did Lehman bring it out of him, or yeah, they explained. I don't know if they explained it before or after, but people who have powers, their powers become stronger in Lehman. Oh, okay, Something gotcha. About the darkness swelling there. Yeah. So he sees through, and it's just Harden and what's his name, Sydney, Sydney. talking about. This being a losing battle. Well, Harden's talking about being a losing battle. And that the Cardinal has attacked. And Sydney's like, well, he just took his right time. He was ready to strike when he had to. Yeah. Is this... Does Sydney like... He doesn't convince him. He just makes him believe. Right? Yeah. Like, he's like... Yeah, you find out later that's a power Sydney has. Yeah. He's like, listen here. It's going to be fine. Yeah. And he's like, I'll take care of Guildenstern. Don't worry about the blades. I also thought it was super interesting that uh, throughout the whole game... As like an observer, you get the feeling that Sydney's well, Sydney's the bad guy, but he's not really in charge of mu- like he's barely ahead of the Duke and his men. You know, yeah, like he's looking well, the for the thing, but men, yeah. the yeah. Cardinal. Sorry, and then they're just keep. He's like barely holding on and Harden like so many times. Like we gotta get out of here. We gotta get out. Of here. He's like it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I. It's not like a Bond villain that has like that smug sense of. I'm the crazy bad guy and I'm in charge and I know what's best. No, yeah. He just looks like, look, trust me, shit's going to be okay. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. 
And then it cuts to a scene of uh, Guildenstern inspecting parts of the town and talking to Samantha. Samantha, that's her name. And saying that the Cardinals stop Mule and Camp and save these Grimmers from falling into the wrong hands. Because the Grimmers in the game actually give you magical spells. Oh. And they're talking about finding the Grand Yeah, Grimoire. the Grand Grimoire that has all the power. And that's what Sid's looking for. It's the ultimate codex of everything. Yes. And then Sidney shows up here on the other side of like an iron gate and talks a little bit to uh, Guildenstern. And I, I don't exactly remember what he said, but I just wrote down, your church is a farce, is what Sidney said. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> so true. If I had a nickel. <laughs> All right. So cut back to Ashley, and he's fighting through some underground things and beats a giant crab. Giant crab. There it is. There it is. Yep. Giant crab enemy. Always you. giant crabs. <laughs> And uh, he comes out of the underground and he ends up in this forest-like area with snow flies, they call them. Then he gets to see through Samantha's eyes as Guildenstern is talking to Nisa. Nisa, Commander Nisa, who is just, I guess, an elite of the Cardinal's forces. Maybe yeah, she's just some type of higher up. Yeah, maybe yeah. a mercenary because they talk about hiring mercenaries or something. But No, she definitely a- had the crest. Oh, okay. I assume she was one of the... Her and who's who's the other guy? Tiga or something like that? Yeah, Tiger and Grissom. Tiger, Grissom, and Nisa are kind of like a group. It cuts to a scene of after Ashley walks out into the Snowfarer Forest, the another man, a fellow risk breaker, walks up out of the thing. Oh first shit. Time, first time you get to meet Rosencrantz. Rosencrantz with your leather cross chest. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells that he was sent by the VKP to help Ashley Riot. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't know anything that's going on. You're a fool. And then he starts explaining that they knew this place was full of undead and that Leomond is a wellspring for magic. Yep. And they just didn't tell Ashley for some reason. Yeah, and Ashley is not buying it. No. <laughs> and that this is an old city of, I guess they call it Kildean. I don't know exactly what they are. But it's it was ruled by a sorceress named Camp, which is what Sydney gets his group's name from so the mule and camp are just they're kind of like witches yes sort oh, of oh okay okay that and makes they're kind sense. of descendants of these first people who made the city yeah okay that's why they can do all this magic yeah. and shit and then for some reason ashley is offended by all this and threatens rosencrantz <laughs> like get me evidence which i guess is a good good route to take <laughs> it's like look at my suit where am i going to keep it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Nice asshole chaps. <laughs> <laughs> so then Ashley walks away with his ass hanging out. <laughs> and That's, there's a. Doesn't he tell him, like, follow the snow flies? Yeah. And you're fine. The, the snow That's flies like where it. the darkness is. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. At, at this part, it's kind of like a. And we're back! Then we just talked about. We just heard a crazy yeah. amount of us being charming motherfuckers talking about Vagrant Story. My God. That's, That's how we get the ladies. That clip made my nipples hard. You, me too. <laughs> I just talk about it like if, as if someone maybe picked this up halfway through the episode, but that's not how, that's not how podcasts really work. Yeah, like you could just start at the beginning if you if you missed it. <laughs> like, you're not turning on the TV and this is on. <laughs> yeah, you don't really need me to recap this bullshit. So, but uh, yeah, that was Vagrant Story, PlayStation One, solid game, solid story, lots of swearing, assless chaps. So let's go on to. Number four. Number four. And with this one, 
It's a game came out. I remember playing the shit of it. Pretty sure Doctor Scientist played it. Did. Don't remember if Chump Slap did. I played a little bit. I think I <laughs> played for two hours or something. And it is Bioshock Two. When did we do this one? We discussed Bioshock Two. I didn't have my fucking list in front of me. Look at this professional right here. <laughs> I thought you did because you did the other two right away. <laughs> I should have. I, I drifted. We did it on November nineteenth. Oh my god! It seems so much so much longer than man. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ! I thought it was before a Vagrant Story, but wow. Uh, I I I really liked Bioshock too. I know a lot of the the Bioshock fans believe it's the worst one, but I I I still thought it was good. And we it also has one of the best DLCs I've ever played, probably the best. Which we're definitely going to do one Minerva's time. Minerva's Den. Yeah, Minerva's Den. Boom, I remember that. <laughs> I think it was you, Dr. Scientist. I basically made you play it. Uh, Bioshock 2? No, Minerva's Den. I never played Minerva's Den, so. Ah, oh, damn it. Somebody yeah. I made them play it. Hmm. But it's like a, it's like an eight-hour-ish standalone story that takes place in that universe with somebody else. And it's actually where Tenenbaum goes, because remember, in Bioshock 2, she just fucking leaves in the beginning. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. And we're like, where did she go? And then we have no <laughs> idea she shows up in Minerva's Den. Cool. But I also liked the multiplayer. I well, okay, I didn't like the multiplayer, but what was the I multiplayer? Liked, it was uh, conceptually the whole thematic element was it was the New Year's Eve riots, okay. and you'd have sides of splicers and slide sides of like normal people just fighting it out for control. Uh, okay. But uh, it was it it had some interesting weapons. It had some interesting traps. It was. I remember getting the platinum. I had to grind out that multiplayer and it fucking sucked. Things you do for a plat, you know. <laughs> Tell me about it, buddy. <laughs> uh, which one of you guys played? Did you both play it? I did play it, yeah. But no, I don't think I did. Thoughts? Dr. Scientist? Anything to say about Bioshock 2? Mm, no, you pretty much know that. It was not as good as the other Bioshock. Infinite? Well, any of the other Bioshocks. I think it's the worst one, but... That's probably why I skipped it. I knew that coming into it. Yeah, that, that's got to be it. Mm. But I mean, I, I think it's the weakest of the series, but I still think it's good. Yeah, I mean, it was good. I I enjoyed the story. I mean, it's, it's not like it was. A, it's not like it was a cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, oh. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> man, you have the Please. worst shooting sounds. Pew, pew. <laughs> But that is Bioshock 2. So I guess you should be used to what we're going to do now. We're going to play a clip of us talking about Bioshock 2. Check it out. Hope you enjoy it. If you want to listen to the whole episode, fucking fuck off back to whatever I just said we recorded. November 19th. Yeah, go check it out. I dare you. (laughs) I got (laughs) you. That was the ruse the whole time. Uh, So... You get to Sinclair, you can't get through the gate, you need a key. The only person that has the key is Governor Grace Holloway. Now, Grace is not a fan of you. No, she's heard some things. You ran through her yard as a kid. So she, (laughs) apparently, I think the story was, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, as in Subject Delta, took Eleanor from her way back in the day. Yeah, she was like a, a nanny. Yeah. And, you, of sorts. and it's your personal fault that Eleanor became a little sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, you fight through this. This is like the uh, the slum area, I guess is the best way to put it. The working class area. A- and you get to her, 
And this is one of the few moments in the game, there's three of these real big moral moments where you can choose to either kill the person or let them survive. And in this one, the, the one I'm going to go with is you. they let her, they uh, let Grace live. Now, you can choose to kill her. In this playthrough, they chose to let her live, and she gets very surprised. She's like, I thought you were a monster, but monsters don't have empathy, so you must be a thinking man. Yeah. And then, and I love how this moment where she's just like, wait, if you're not a monster, Sophia Lamb is lying about everything. I'm on your side. Like, that quick. <laughs> she's one of her. world has just now. changed. Like, didn't she know that you were a person before you became this? That's a good point. I don't think so, because we get into to, to Johnny Topside's backstory a little bit. Yeah. But maybe, she, I think she might think you're a monster because you took the child. Well, Not yeah, because, I understand. And you, so. you're kind of physically a monster, too. I got you. I don't know. But uh, so she turns on your side. She gives you some gifts. You're on your way to the next stop. Sirens Alley, it's called. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. And then uh, I think this is right outside where, uh, is this where Father Wales hits you with a torpedo? Yeah. Correct, sir. Yeah, he nails you with a torpedo because he's a crazy person. Uh, there's not much happens here other than you fight and kill Father Wales. And, and you have you, to get to a pump station. Yeah. Get yep. rid of the yep. water. Get and then you have the to, train. by draining the water, you're able to access Dionysus Park. Dionysus Park? Dionysus. Dionysus yeah, you have to Park. kill whales to get a key that he has, too. Oh, you have to kill whales? Is that what you just said? Yeah. Yeah. W-A-L-E-S. Yeah, kill father not, whales. Not the animal. <laughs> oh, I was like, dude, you're going outside the thing, and that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, this is an interesting moment because you meet over the the radio chatter, you meet a guy by the name of Stanley Poole oh. who says, if you deal with all the little sisters here, He'll help you get out. Yeah, because he's locked in the security room. Yes, he's locked in the security room. He's like, you can't get out without me because I'm locked in here. You got to play ball, son. And then this is an interesting piece of canonical information, which I didn't realize. But apparently when you harvest Adam or use someone else's Adam, you then get their memories. Yeah. How come that hasn't happened? Yeah. How come that didn't happen in the first ever when you use Adam before? I'm trying to think, was the Adam, like, because at once at one point you get it from the sea slug, right? So is that like clean Adam and it doesn't happen? Or is the only Adam that gives you memories recycled Adam? It's kind of a kind kind of a convenient plot moment, I'd say. Yeah, but it's because all of a sudden you, get, you start getting memories from this Adam. Like, what did you do with the Adam before? Yeah. You spent... Why didn't the guy in Bioshock 1 have any of this happen? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. But I guess we just need to blow by that, and, you know, it'll be reflected in our scores later. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, these memories that you then suddenly gather are a lot of bad shit that Stanley did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some misdeeds. I don't know specifically the horrible shit he did to other people, but he was essentially the guy who flooded Dionysus Park. Yeah. Dionysus Park? Why do I keep getting that? Dionysus. Dionysus. Dionysus Park, and he killed everyone. He also happens to be the person who narked on Johnny Topside. Yeah, which is yeah. convenient. And he's just telling you your story right now, isn't he? Yeah. Like, this is the whole time where he's like, hey, you, you, you're the guy who found this place. You're just diving one day. Yeah. Yeah, and that was, I think, though, when he was saying that, it wasn't over the radio. It was a uh, 
an audio journal. Oh, okay. Because oh, okay. he, he was a reporter before this. Yes. His family was. And uh, he was saying how this guy was... He gives you your, the, the backstory to Johnny Topside was he was just some random-ass diver who was just random-ass around Iceland and found Rapture. And he's like, this looks neat. And he was welcomed in, and they saw him as, like, this cool dude from the surface. But Stanley, you know, he... He whispered something in Andrew Ryan's ear saying, hey, this guy might be CIA. Yeah, he's a he's spy. Mm-hmm. Definitely which, don't trust him. Which doesn't make sense. Why would a spy come in through the front door and like, hey, I just found this place? Because he's a really good actor. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It does not make sense. But it doesn't matter for Andrew Ryan because he sniffed the CIA, the spooks, and then turned you into a goddamn big daddy with no moral code or memories or any nothing but task-oriented stuff, I guess. Yeah, yeah. he just take care of her little sister and collect that him. Which is interesting because I always thought from the first game, I think they did mention it briefly, but I always thought for a long time that they were robots, the big daddies were. Or like some kind of mechanical thing, not... Yeah, they look like they were built in a lab somewhere. No humans involved. Um, Or maybe bio-recombinated, you think? Mm. But you put on a big daddy suit in the first one, so why would you think... Well, you could put on a robot suit to look like a robot. Well, I don't, I don't know if, if right. I thought they were robots or I thought they were some kind of humanoid type thing. You mean like a like human? Like a monster. Humanoid. No. humanoid. I said humanoid. What? I mean, I'm not trying to belabor the point, but what would make you think they're anything but like a splicer? Yeah, they could be a splicer, I guess. But Well, splicers, they seem to have memories. All, all big daddy. Well, I mean, like a, just like a human. Like that's just the atom. I, all right, never mind. It's just, I'm confused by they your They seem confusion. like mindless Robots is what, like a like a hu- maybe a genetically engineered human that is only knows fixing the fucking tanks and killing. Yeah, which is pretty much what they are, right? Because they take your memories and make you do that shit, right? Yeah, pretty much. I just didn't know human was the base, but now we do. Yeah, there so. you go. Stop four, Fontaine. Future. Oh, I just completely forgot. You have the choice here to either spare Stanley or kill him. Mm-hmm. But I think if you spare him, you're pretty much killing him anyway, because don't you just leave him here? Yeah. Pretty sure. Uh, in the game I chose, we're going to get to the different endings, but in the game I saw, they chose to spare him. And he doesn't give you any like cool loot or anything, which is kind of a dick move. It's fucking boring. But uh, anyway, stop four. Fontaine Futuristics. Uh, on the way here, Sinclair... Which was your ultimate goal from the beginning, right? Exactly. That's where Lamb is. Or that's where you heard Lamb is. So you get to Fontaine Futuristic, and Sinclair reveals the actual plan here. I guess he put it together. Because, like, he's out and about doing stuff. It's just it's just not not, He's not just sitting on the train. He's out doing stuff not related to you. So he basically found that the entire idea was that Lamb wants to pull everyone's memories from Adam, put them all into Eleanor, and it'll make her a saint or something. Those are Sinclair's exact words. Yeah. It'll make her... The perfect utopian person. Right. I guess if you're able to see all humans' perspectives, it makes you perfect. I don't understand what the idea was behind that. It was perfect empathy. I don't know. Through horrific murder and for murdering everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't get that unless you (laughs) harvest. (laughs) Right. Anyway, so. This is where we meet probably my favorite character of the game, Gil Alexander. Oh, Gil. You find audio journals, and it's Gil saying, hey, if you're listening to this, I'm fucking dead. 
I have lost my mind. This is how you kill me. Which I thought was a pretty interesting way to shepherd us through this section. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's like, I'm going crazy. The only way you'll be able to beat me is if you do this. He's like, ooh, I did some crazy shit. <laughs> Please kill me. Don't listen to me. Immediately after you get this first one, a little security ch- like copter comes around calling himself Alex the Great, talking like a psychopath. And you're like, okay, that's that's him, obviously. Alex the Great, Gil Alexander. You know, we put it together. Mm-hmm. Eventually, you keep fighting, 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 and he looks a bit, and you eventually get to Gil Alexander, and for some reason, he's a large, big, baby-looking figure in a tank. If I had a nickel. Yeah, how do you do that? I don't know, because he ha- he was like Gen- a solid 20, 30 feet tall. So genetically engineering himself? I, I assume he was just atoming himself all over. Just floating in a vat of atom. Maybe. And uh, this is where you get another moral... Quandary, you can either choose to let him go or you can choose to murder him. And I think the, well, I know the moral correct stance to take to get the best ending is to put him out of his misery. Mm-hmm. Very much like the ending of Outlast. I like the. There you go. The subtitles when this happens. It says, horrible screams of electrocution, ending in death. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that. Nice. So he's dead. You go down to a secret, you go down the secret elevator. To Eleanor Lamb in the Oxyfill station. Oh, yes. Out in the gas station. I remember that part in the game, and I was a little confused of why it was so secret. But <laughs> It's the only gas pump out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... Yeah. It's a good point. And uh, you head down. You find Eleanor's cage, I guess, for lack of a better term. It's got fancy glass around it, but it's a cage. Prison. Yeah. Prison. Her cell, if you will. And uh, El- it turns out, this is where you get the big twist from Sophia, where... Eleanor, and I think this is correct. It didn't make a lot of sense, but Eleanor resurrected you, but it was your mind, not necessarily your body. Yeah. Which I guess would make sense, because why would his dead body just be sitting in the same spot 10 years? Because nobody's cleaned it up. It's true. There is a huge civil war going on. That's also possible. Yeah, there's bunches of dead big daddies laying around. So, And that this brings in the when you die in the game thing. Yeah, this is the the this is how they explain away the moral position because they say with all that atom you've been consuming and with Eleanor's bond with you, you can, Eleanor can see what you've been up to and what choices you've made. Yeah. So that explains how the ending rolls out, which I thought was kind of interesting. At least they gave me some kind of explanation for why there's multiple endings like this. Yeah, so she's like in a coma watching through your eyes? Yeah. yeah. That's what I gathered from it. Through yeah. some kind of atom link. Yeah. Well, yeah, she's talking to you a couple... She talks to you a couple times, too. Yeah, but. that's true. So if Eleanor dies, you die. So what does Sophia Lamb do? She strangles her, killing her, and by association, you. But but wait. I want to say strangles. Yeah, it was more Suffocated suffocate. her with a pillow. Suffocate? Okay, fair enough. I believe I saw her orgasm doing this, too. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sophia or Eleanor? Sophia. Because there's... Oof. Okay. That's that's a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out you wake up, you didn't die, neither did Sophia. The whole thing was Sophia only had her heart stopped briefly breaking your bond. Yeah. But you are going to die if you don't do something. Yes. And then you get sent to the next sequence, which is I completely forgot about this. How could you? This is one of the best parts of the game. I completely forgot that at some point 
you basically put your consciousness, I guess, into a little sister. Yeah, the little sister injects you with just a special around. atom to take control of her. Yeah, where'd they yeah. find that atom? Eleanor had it. Eleanor made and it. And this is this is the only game where it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you, you get this atom. You run around as a little sister. The whole point of this section, we don't need to sit here all day on this, but you, you, cre- you pick up the pieces of Eleanor's big sister suit. Wait, that's mostly. how could you not remember this part of the game? I don't think I, I made I, this far. I completely forgot about it until I started reading about it and watching the thing again. It, and I was like, oh, It was yeah. awesome because all the dead people on the ground are angels. And, yeah. like, the blood is, like, rose petals, and it's all, like, nice and dreamy. That's right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, then it just wow. swaps to yeah, shit, then you, then shit you, town. When you go back into the Big Daddy, you see it all, like, actually broken and falling apart. That's why she always say, calls them, like, Mr. Bubbles and the angels are coming. All that, the little sisters. Make, yeah, uh, I love how that does put some context into it. Because the little sisters would just run around saying, look at the... Look at the angels, Mr. B. Yeah. And to them, they're not like harvesting blood. They're getting like yeah, angels and good vibes from these people. <laughs> so it's, I guess, a little less horrifying. Good but, vibes. Uh, <laughs> good vibes. Just, just like positive attitudes. So, <laughs> okay. So you, you eventually, you get all the pieces. You give them back to Eleanor. They reassemble the big sister suit. And then Sophia, Sophie, Sophia, Sophia, Sophia eventually realizes what's going on and says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm dumping Rapture into this trench. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's, now it's built above a trench. I love that. That just out of nowhere, they're like, it was precariously built above this trench just yeah. in case. And there's a self-destruct sequence. And Ryan didn't build it on the ground underwater. He built Fuck. it above a trench that underwater. That was dumb. Yeah, that was, that was interesting. And by interesting, I mean dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so... The idea is now you need to stop Sophia. You've got the power of Eleanor to assist you fighting. You can call on her and she'll be your big sister to fight the enemy. And the big sisters in this game are pretty badass. They are. So it's very helpful. And the, you know, you keep going through it. It turns out that at some point, very soon, you run into Sinclair again. He has been brainwashed by Sophia Lamb. Oh. And turned into a big he, daddy. Yeah, he turns into a, a big daddy, and he's the one with the key you need. So you're forced to kill him, basically, with Sinclair begging you to kill him because he doesn't want to go down. He doesn't want to live like this, yeah. which is how you've been living your whole life, which I think is a little insensitive. But, you know, who am I? Who, who am I to to cast the first stone? So you get the key. You override security. You get to the escape vessel. Ele- this is where Sophia is like, one last time, Eleanor, you're my girl. You can opt out for all this bullshit. Just come with me. I like your slight southern accent you throw in there. Oh, I'm Sophia Lamb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a sweet tea and a seersucker dress. Anyway. Oh, so, the vapors. The vapors. The vapors. You get Eleanor gets all the little sisters to assist her to boil the water in the ballast tank so that you can get the fuck out of there. You mm. escape with the little sister. You go to the elevator as the bomb goes off, gets you out of the tunnel. And then Eleanor teleports you to the deck as you reach the surface. Now, that that's part of the good ending, because some of the endings, they don't go as well for you. So let's start with the good ending. All right. Now, in order to get the good slash best ending, you need to have spared Stanley and Grace. You need to kill Alex the Great. 
and you need to save rather than harvest all the little sisters. And with that, Eleanor will use her big sister needle to absorb Delta's atom and conscience so that they can be together forever with Delta guiding Eleanor's actions and the story drive. as old as time. I don't think that's a really good ending for Delta. Not I really. don't either, man. It's like that's... Get Out. No, yeah. Well, I guess like Get Out. I was thinking being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just like a voice in, in a mass of other voices. <laughs> yeah, that she can eventually, I assume, just tune out if she's so much felt like it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then you have the neutral ending, the middle of the road, which if you did all the stuff to get the good, the good ending, except you harvested some little sisters, as long as you showed some compassion, uh, Delta will have the option to sacrifice his life to give Eleanor a chance to escape. Sack move. So definitely, this is the sack ending. The sack ending. <laughs> Mad sacks. <laughs> Uh, the bad ending is where you brutally harvest all of the little sisters, and this means that Eleanor will brutally harvest your essence in Adam, heralding the birth of a monster. That's pretty neat. So she just straight up takes your item and kills you. Well, she takes your item anyway and kills you. Yeah. In the well, good and bad endings. But in one, she, you're a nice voiced father figure, and everything's fine. You tell right? me she doesn't hit. So, depending if you're bad or good, you hear the voices or not. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I suppose I am. (laughs) Did you guys read it differently? I don't know. No, I didn't watch the three endings. And we're back. That was us talking about Bioshock 2. You heard it. You know it. You get it. Still sexy as hell. Oh, my God. I forgot there were little sisters in that one. (laughs) Did you? (laughs) Or were you just picking a topic because you didn't hear the clip that we just played? What? (laughs) Yeah. A little bit of inside baseball for you guys out there. A little bit of production. But, uh, yeah, I, I, like I, I don't have anything else to say about Bioshock 2. It's fucking great. And if you like it, go buy the... Yeah, everyone knows about it, yeah. Go buy the uh, the Bioshock collection. It's probably like 10 bucks right now. Does it come now. with a toy? I don't know if it comes... Why would it come <laughs> with a toy? I don't know. It's like a Happy Meal. Get one of those uh, little uh, Big Daddy dolls and send it to me. I did look it up. On eBay the other day. How much? How much was it? Fucking too much. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. What are we talking here? I have one of those. I know. I yeah. want one. They're like 150, 200 bucks. Holy shit! Really? Yeah, people love them. Fuck! I wish I would have kept that box for that. It's just a dog chew toy. <laughs> That's crazy. I remember buying one off eBay for like 30 bucks and being like, "This is too much goddamn! I can't believe I did that." Yep. Oh, wow. You should be an investment banker. I know, right? N- nailed that one. Not the other fucking 80 Sega Genesis games I bought that are worthless. Oh, yeah. How much does a Pepsi Perfect go for? <laughs> Did you look that up? No. Is it actually from the future? There's no saying it's not from the future. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's a good point. It's from five years ago. <laughs> Perfect. What's that uh, What's that fallacy where it's like uh, Lisa did it with Homer where she goes, this rock repels tigers. And it's like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't see any tigers around. Do you? Uh, uh, false. No, it's ergo proctor hoc. Duh, that's it. I thought you were gonna say false equivalency, and I'm like, is that it? No. No. It's uh, yeah. <sighs> if if post hoc ergo proctor hoc, that's what it's called. Post hoc. Yeah. Post. With this, therefore, because of this. Yes. Gotcha. So you're welcome. 
for all that philosophy we just dropped on you. Yeah. Boom. Listen to our philosophy podcast called Post Hoc Ergo Propter Hoc. <laughs> a plotty time vehicle. <laughs> yeah, we all get super high and talk about like what the world is really made of, man. Yeah, fucking. It'll be dope. So cool. That would be terrible to spend time talking to you about that. That would be awful. That would be terrible. <laughs> but the thing is, we would think it's great, so we'd record it and then listen back and be like, what the fuck were we thinking about that being a good idea? Yeah, that's every single high recording ever. Yeah, pretty much. All right, what about game number three? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it works for three-minute songs. It does not work for hour-long podcasts. So, game number three. Number three. This is a sci-fi game picked by Dr. Scientist, obviously, because he likes picking sci-fi shit. And uh, we recorded this. This is an old one, guys. Mm. March 19th, tw- 2020. That was right around lockdown. Yeah, lockdown times. Yeah, we would have probably recorded it right before lockdown, right? Yeah, right before my three-month vacation. Yeah, where we're like, this isn't going to be that long, right? <laughs> this is going to be like a month. We'll be back in it. Are they really going to make us wear masks? Come on. Wow, were we dumb? Yeah, right. Well, no, you still are. <laughs> oh, yeah, but anyway, the fucking game, which I didn't even name yet. Pray. Great game. We have got to pray just to make it Other pray. Today. Oh. Let's I uh, remember playing it for about three or four hours and then dropping it, which I don't think that was really fair. Is this the alien one? Yeah. Well, they're on a space station. Kind of like Dead Space. Sort of. Sort yeah. of. I remember that the, uh, what are they called? The M- monsters. Mimics. Mimics. Yes. They could turn into anything. Yeah. I guess that's given that's away by the mimic. name of the mimic. Yeah, they could turn into like coffee cups. But I still remember that one dude's fucking office where it had post-its on everything. Not a mimic. Not a mimic. Not a mimic. <laughs> Sometimes they scare you because they turn into like chairs and stuff. And you're like, oh. Then all of a sudden it flips back. Oh, man. So good. It's a good game. Great game. I'm the only one that played it out of us. Yeah. Well, Scotchy played it for three hours, he said. Yeah. Right in the beginning where it's good, where you're running through the same day a couple of times. Oh, yeah. That's neat. I know. I remember. I, I, think it, I think I stopped playing it. I, I don't remember exactly, but there was a moment where you leave the station and you're traveling through space to get to other areas of the station. Mm, yeah. And it's like, you got to go to here and I can't, I couldn't find it. And it was like 25 minutes. I'm like, I'll, I'll come back to this. And then I just never did. Sweet. I'm not proud of it. Well, you should be. Yeah. Cause you I mean, you, you did platinum. My name is Mayo instead of playing this. And my name is Mayo too. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mayo also. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Mayo as well. <laughs> Which did not make our top five. Sorry, guys. Uh, and it's better than the bottom five. Boo, 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 boo. Yeah, wait till we get to those fucking stinkers. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so pray. Uh, I think it was definitely up there for one of the newest games we discussed. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if it was the newest one. What was it like two years ago? It's got. Yeah, I think twenty eighteen. I think so. Maybe Madden Longshot mode was. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember which Madden. Oh, that was Madden 19, so that would have been 2018. Oh, so, yeah, shit. it would have been close. I didn't know that was so new, or else I would have objected to it. Why? It's <laughs> just spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. 
I specifically asked you two before if we could. And he's like, yeah. A lot of people out there are like, don't you fucking ruin Madden 19 long shot mode for <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, the letters the we got. This is great. you should know by now if you listen to this podcast. The whole thing is spoilers of what happens in the story. Like that's oh just, shit, you're right. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I needed to talk about that, but uh, how about we just listen? To the, you guys want to get to the clip? Let's just roll it. You just roll it. See how charming we are. Check it Doctor out. Scientist, lead us into this one. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> Pretty sure it was, but that that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you get in, you get in your helicopter and you fly over to Transtar, which seems like a very comfortable helicopter to get into, by the way. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. And you also, go, I think you you went like around in a circle, and I think you actually traveled like two blocks. Like you yeah. probably could have walked it faster. I don't know. Uh, helicopter, dude. Yeah. How you're right. You walk you're faster I'm, than a helicopter. Good head out of your ridiculous. ass. <laughs> yeah, I'm the asshole. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Am I the only one that played this? I'm sure I am. No, I know, well, I know, I know Papa Scotch didn't because I told him to a thousand times and he never did. No, no, no. Liar. <laughs> I, <laughs> okay, I told him 999 Set times. the record straight. No, that's not the point that was long. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing it and then I gave up. I chump slapped it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Whoa. <laughs> what it take the hate off of you? Yeah, don't blame. No, I don't. Short I don't remember. I remember there being a difficult part where I couldn't get to this one thing, uh, and then I just gave up. On, like I got confused of where I could go and and just gave up on it. But after watching this, I definitely want to revisit it for sure. All right, I just want to set the record clear. I never gave up on anything because I got confused. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's what you gleaned from that whole thing I just said. You gave up because you didn't want to deal with the bullshit in the game. Yes, there we go. Okay, now that the record is straight, what happens after you land on this fucking roof? Well, you go into Transtorn, you meet your brother, and he's like, hey, we just got to run some tests, blah, blah, blah. They're normal tests, just go and do them. So you go in, and they're kind of stupid tests. Yeah, his name Which is- don't make sense to you right now, but... His name is also genderless. Alex Yu. Yeah, but he's always a fat guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a weird Kinda decision to put him too. in that like that skin tight suit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole time. It's an interesting decision. Mm-hmm. But not that go, we're fat shaming, of course. No. You go through we these never tests were. and they're just like, press this button, try and hide so we can't see you, blah, blah, blah. And of course they're ridiculous when you're playing the game to try and do. Yeah. And the scientists are like Wow, that's pretty pathetic. Okay, I guess that works. <laughs> Wasn't one of them like the uh, the railroad one where it's like you can go on one track and kill one person? Yeah, or... yeah there's because then you get you one like a, a a written test, I guess it would be kind of like. And that's when you get to that, and then you see the guy pick up a, a coffee cup, <laughs> which turns out to be a mimic, and it kills him. Yeah, he's like, where's my coffee? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And then they, I guess, gas you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you pass out and you wake up and it's the same day. It's like Groundhog Day. Yeah, sort of. You're like, oh, what's going on? So you do the normal stuff again. I was confused about this part of what happened. This was just them running a simulation over and over, right? Well, you find that you out. You find so out, was, yeah, that... They run the simulation. Because you walk outside and the person who was there originally 
fixing something is dead on the ground. Right. And like get, it's was are we led to believe in the game that this was the next day? I should say. I think you believe it's the same day. Yeah, you okay. wake up and it says the same day. Yeah. But you are in your dep- your apartment again. Yes. Yes. Where this is where I got confused because this time you didn't take a chopper is this where you over put it to down. The... <laughs> well, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's when you walk out your door the first day, you go up the elevator and do it. But when you walk out the door this time, there's a dead person outside, and you get a phone call from someone called January. Yes. Who tells you you have to get out? You're not safe. And Probably then, one of the best characters in the game, January, or December. But uh, you find out. She sells you to escape, and you can go to the roof, and there's an elevator, a helicopter there, but it doesn't work. Okay. Ooh. But uh, you eventually have to. She tells you to get out no matter what, and you end up smashing a window, and you find out that you were just in a a simulation lab sort of thing, and people were watching you the whole time. Oh. It's kind of felt like Portal a little bit, like they're testing you. Yeah, kind of. I could see that, yeah. Like a spiritual cousin, you know, not... Yeah. Well, it felt a lot like Bioshock, too, if you ask me. Yeah. The whole game, you Bioshock think? also. Yes, yes, Bioshock as well. I didn't yeah. get that. Did, why didn't I get well, that? I mean, I mean there's a lot of, like... Kind of yeah, there's stuff. also Art Deco stuff and... Yeah. Yeah, and just the... I don't know. It just struck me as Bioshock-y. But anyway, you you get out in the simulation lab, it's called... And January is telling you that you have to get, just go follow these directions. And you see mimics kill people and you fight a couple mimics. And mimics are very interesting in the game because sometimes you could hear the move and then you look and you can't tell what they are. Yeah. And if you pick stuff up, they sometimes turn into mimics. Yeah. Was there a way to find out? If you hit them with a wrench first, uh, but then you end up smashing some stuff. It's yeah. That's. We should say, just to clarify, they can look like anything in the universe. So yes. they can look like a coffee cup or a chair or what have you. So you'll turn around and they'll just be a chair in, like at a table, just like there always would be. And you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, because sometimes you can walk into a room and you see like a couple chairs rolling on the ground because they mimic knocked one over and became another one. And you're like, uh-oh. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I thought this- it, it added a very interesting... Aspect to the game. I really like that part of it. Yeah, because you'd never tell if something was a mimic. Yeah, so you're not just picking up everything. Yeah. There was one office you can go into somewhere in the game. I don't remember exactly where it is. But someone has, like, sticky notes on everything that says, not a mimic. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the That's chair, it says, not a mimic. That's pretty cool. But uh, January eventually leads you to, like, a, a lobby-type area where you find a glue gun and a neuromod. Now, the glue gun is an interesting weapon. It just kind of solidifies the mimics for a while so you can pound on them. Do you need this glue gun to put out fires and stuff? Yes. You can also build like steps to go up to things and stuff with it. It's a very interesting weapon. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And then you I inject- think that's I think that's where I got confused because I didn't realize you could use it as steps. So there was something on top that I needed to get to and I was like, how the fuck do I get up there? <laughs> <laughs> so on and so forth. But uh, you pick up the neuromod, and January tells you to use it, and you inject your eye with a bunch of needles, which is not. Yeah, I don't much. see how I, you could just do that because the robot told you to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, shove this in your face. It'll be great. All right. Yeah. Bloop. <laughs> I listen to all robots. <laughs> <laughs> they would never hurt humans, right? Yeah. She's trying to help you. 
which yeah, but, uh, January January I guess we should talk about in the game is kind of like I don't want to say your assistant but it's someone on the radio the the whole feeling of dread is that you've lost all your memories you have no idea what's going on and January is there to tell you no you got to do this you got to do this like this is what we're doing blah 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 yeah does January tell you in the beginning that you built her for she tells you when you get to your office okay yeah, it's it. January tells you, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you created January yes. to kind of guide you through this process of not having memories, and you're supposed to listen to her. But what I love about the game too is that there's you have no fucking idea if that's right or not. <laughs> like oh, yeah. January could have been made by anybody, and then it just, just has your voice. tricked you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I love we, that part about it. We forgot to mention that you don't have any memories of what happened, yeah. and that's all explained later. That's a pretty big part of the story, I guess. Because yeah, yeah. there's there's constantly people like pulling you in every different direction. Yeah. And you have no idea who's right and who's wrong. And I, I love that about the game. I really do. I think that's really creative. And uh, the neuromods are your way of like getting skills, unlocking skills, like hacking and things like that. Yeah, is it like the Matrix where you could automatically know Kung Fu? Yes. <laughs> it's almost exactly like it is. The way I understood it, I could be wrong here, but the neural mods give you this ability, but they're the things that mess with your memory. Yes, because if you remove neural mods, they make you lose all your memory from when the neural mod was installed. And do you have to remove them? No. Does so that count for every them? single neural mod or just some of them? I don't know. Okay. I, 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 I didn't. I, I thought it was for either maybe certain ones or if you had too many. Yeah, I didn't know. I could be oh, wrong. I know they were just testing them, so I guess that's why they had to take them out yeah. or whatever. But uh, eventually, you, after you pick up your neuromodern glue gun, you walk into a lobby and you can see the moon. And you realize that you aren't even on Earth anymore. Oh, tricky. Which pretty And January pretty tells you, you got to get to your office, which is on the top floor. Which apparently means you're a big shot in this company. Yeah, of course. Or all the offices are on the top floor. <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't have you don't own the building, you just own the top floor. <laughs> but uh you fight your way up to the offices and uh January tells you to watch this video you left for yourself. And uh you turn it on and it's you telling yourself that you were experimenting with Typhon the Typhon, which are the aliens, and neuromods and the reason you don't remember anything is because you've been running tests and removing them all the time, so you forgot. So we as the player in the game are supposed to get the idea that January's kind of like our like a compass. Like it's the Yes. Our yeah. own backup of what's going on. Yes. Yeah. And she's January does tell you that you were supposed to be briefed on this every time they were removed, but someone stopped doing that. <gasps> Does she blame okay. somebody? Sorry. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the looking glass server freezes, which is what your message was on. And your brother calls you and says... So wait, I, I just want to pause a sec. What was the purpose of the looking glass server? Because that's a real thing in IT in real life. It's just where they store all of well, their... Why don't you tell us what it's about? Video. <laughs> No, it's completely different. Uh, no, so it's really? like the memory backup, I guess, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, that's what I would get. I think it's the hardware and software mix, kind of. It's like a cloud, right? Sort of, yeah. 
It's where they store all their info. And like I got, you got all your videos on the Looking yeah. Glass server. Yeah. Cloud, that's what gotcha. it. And okay. Alex calls that's, and... Go ahead. I was just because that's very different from what the IT term of that is, but we don't need to go yeah. over that. Yeah, we don't need guys to, are losers anyway. We don't need cares. to flaunt our intelligence. <laughs> no, of course not. Why would Well, we? IT guys don't have intelligence, so it's kind of... <laughs> wow. <laughs> hot takes, hot takes, and they are the opinion of Dr. Scientist and himself only. So... And every engineer. Alex calls and tells you that you can't see the rest of the video yet. You don't know what's going on. We're doing something. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, I guess that's supposed to assuage you. Yeah, it sounds like he's making a deep fake. (laughs) (laughs) This game predicted deep fakes? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're around four years ago. So, and then January calls you and says, you have to fix the looking glass server because you have to see the rest of your message. So that's your next kind of little MacGuffin here. Mm-hmm. You go yeah. and fix the server. Yeah. And uh, I think this is, and could be wrong again, but isn't this where you start going outside of the ship to get from one place to another? Because the ship's all fucked up, right? Yeah, the things are exploding and stuff. But I don't know if this is where you go out first, but you do eventually do that. Right, because I I remember being very lost at that point, because it's one of those games, maybe, possibly, even a Metroidvania game. Not really. Not at all. But where you go (laughs) (laughs) to, uh, well, there's... (laughs) there's, uh, Sort of like it, but yeah. You have access, it's one of those games where you have access to everything at the beginning, every area, but you don't have like certain key cards or whatever to get into it, so you have to go around, get the access to that specific yeah. area, come or back, you, blah, blah, or blah. Or you don't have the specific skill sets to get in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Skill sets, right. So it's it's a Metroidvania game. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Metroidvania Thank expert, you. Papa Scotch. Yeah, you're getting this. You're getting it. <laughs> I'm a Metroidvaniac. Maniac? Oh. Sorry. I'm sorry. Come back to me later. I'll, I'll come up with something better. <laughs> so you work your way to the hardware labs, and you fix the looking glass server, fighting Mimics along the way. Mm-hmm. And then Mimics after you- are the like the base enemy for the game, and they're the ones we run into all the way through the game, right? They're yes. like the Typhon's foot soldiers, basically. Yes. Oh, and, the, and the shadows, which are kind of like humanoid giant things. They can't change into things, but they're more annoying. Gotcha. And after you reboot the server, January tells you to go back to your lab and finish watching the video. So you have to go back. Mm-hmm. And the, when you get there, you watch the rest of your message, which tells you, you telling yourself that you have to blow up the space station to save, I guess, humanity from the Typhon. And that's the only way you can do and it. you have to kill yourself because you got part Typhon in you. Yeah, because the neuromods, the neuromods are Typhon- kind of related type of derived yes right that's what i got they made the neural mods from typhon or there was some little bit of typhon inside of all of us <laughs> i guess that's the lesson we learned along the way oh wow <laughs> along with friendship <laughs> but uh after this you finally meet january and she's just a what they call an operator which is just a a floating a robot. floating robot yeah that helps you a flow bot if you will no no, nice. That's I will. I will. I'm right there. Oh, I was thinking bot. Flow B. <laughs> Cuts your hair for it. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard Flow B in 45 years, <laughs> at least. 
And uh, oh, that was a thing you could buy. I'm okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can put it on a vacuum cleaner back. and cut your hair. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. It cuts while it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> sure does suck. And January elaborates on the plan and tells you you need to get the two arming keys to blow up the space station. Mm-hmm. Alex has one, and you had the other, but Alex destroyed it. But you conveniently thought ahead and made plans and now you have to go and find the fabrication plan to make the new one uh, so basically the overarching goal at this point is to make the arming keys and blow shit yes. up yes and blow up the space keys. station that's what you have to do and there's a lot of fabrication plans throughout this to build different things in the game I, t- I got there was a whole lot of side quests and shit in this yes, game too yes there were were any of them mandatory? Like, were there a couple mandatory side quests or bigger side quests? Or can you just blow it by all of them? It wouldn't be a side quest if it was mandatory. <laughs> Fair point. Mandatory side quests are not a thing, are they? No. Hashtag. Okay. Hashtag mandatory side quests. <laughs> so January tells you to take the lift down to deep storage to get your things. And, of course, you go there and then something is stopping the lift from working. And she tells you to go through Psychotronics to the Arboretum so you can get to the top of the lift and see uh, who's stopping it. Classic Psychotronics to yeah. Arboretum. Yep. Been there, right, guys? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We've all been there. Psychotropics. <laughs> Arboretum. Talk about IT guys, huh? <laughs> we, us IT people don't go into Arboretums that much. We don't fuck with trees. That's just that's an IT law. <laughs> All right, so, so that's, that's your plan. We don't fuck with trees. <laughs> and on on your way, on your little tryst through psychotronics, you get contacted by another operator named December, who tells you that you also made December to help you escape off of Talos One. Oh, and she and December okay. tells you that you can. There's an escape pod in Alex's office that you're that you've made for you to use, and blah blah blah. Yes. So okay, so basically it. they're setting up the a future choice we're going to have to make. Yes, basically. And when I was watching the endings, apparently you can just take this ship right away. Yeah, as soon as you get there, you can get in the ship and leave. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's pretty great. Like, see ya, assholes. Later. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you get to the arbor. Oh, you might have to like find some codes and stuff, but you can eventually just get in the pod and leave at any time. <laughs> so and just cool. leave everybody there. <laughs> I love it. So you go through, she tells, well, January also tells you, you go through Psychotronics, you got to get to this place called the Guts, which is just like the center of the station where they move cargo up and down between the levels. Is there an aggro crack? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you. I'm There's nice. a Nickelodeon show called Guts, and they had to climb the aggro Oh, <laughs> do wow. you have it? Guts. We go Floby and uh, <laughs> We're uh, really throwing it back. Jesus <laughs> Christ. But, uh, egg. I always wanted a shot at that bitch. I, I know, I right? Nailed that, nailed <laughs> yeah, now that you say it. And we're back. That was Prey. We just discussed our number three game we reviewed of 2020. Obviously. We were so stupid then. With a total score <laughs> of 50 based on a total of 81. Man, that's pretty high. <laughs> it is. And it's still not even number one yet. Oh, can't wait to see what it is. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Next week, we're going to talk about number two, number one, and also maybe we're going to sneak in a little bit of time of the worst fucking games we talked about because, whoo, buddy, there are some (laughs) 
stinkers in 2020. <laughs> There's one that's silent but deadly. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a <laughs> fuck? But uh, thanks for listening to our first part of our series, Best Six of 2020. Uh, if they wanted to send us an email, maybe about how they could have, we could have, you know, shuffled this around a little bit. Where would they send that email to, Sir Chompslap? You send that to plowytime at gmail.com. 100% guaranteed response rate. Faux show. As far as we're talking about right now with the recording. Yeah, they want to get to us faster on the socials with memes and. I don't know, whatever the kids are, TikToks or Jewels. Where would they get to us, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. Jewels? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know I don't those, know what he's talking about anymore. Those vape things? Uh, I thought you were going to Yeah, I thought you were talking about the vape fool. Right. That's what kids are into, bro. I'm trying to get into the kids stuff, which, wow, that's oh, terrible. Oh, cut that. <laughs> Whoa, let's go ahead and wrap this one up. Uh, if you want to watch our logo while you listen to our bullshit, you can hop on over to our YouTube channel, like, and subscribe there. It really helps us out. Other than that, we come back next week for the second part of our top six games of... Keep saying it. <laughs> stop come back time. next week yeah. for our top six games of... Of 2020, numbers two and one, and some bullshit about the worst games. Talk to you later. Bye. Peace.